Shalom and welcome to another in our series of podcasts from Temple Beth Am, a dynamic center for conservative Judaism in Los Angeles. You are listening to our weekly class, Navigate and Master the Prayer Book, with Rabbi Cantor Hilary Chorney. Last week, we got started learning on the Friday evening service by transitioning from Friday afternoon mincha to Kabbalat Shabbat. And we talked about Zmanim and the whole concept of times and Tefillah being fixed, Grama being fixed to those time slots. So how we calculate those hours during the day and how they're broken down, how we look at that Maizmanim site and others like it and figure out what our uh, what our slots are to pray which parts of the service. And we particularly paid attention to this idea of earliest mincha and plag ha-mincha and shkiata chama, this idea of sunset and how we try to do our weekday services before the sun sets. And that once the sun sets, we're only doing ma'ariv and that before that, we can also pray ma'ariv a little bit early because you can always bring in Shabbat a little bit early. You can always take Shabbat out a little bit late, but not the inverse of either of those. So that's what we talked about last week in terms of the times. And we went through Kabbalat Shabbat. So we went through its structure. We talked about Yadid Nefesh being a poem that started it and how there are these seven psalms that make up Kabbalat Shabbat, most of which are kind of in order with each other, right? Starting from 95 and the 96, the 97. 98, 99, and then we take a break to go to 29. We do the poem of Anachoach. We do the full lengthy poem of Licha Dodi. And then after we welcome mourners into the room, if there are any, then we continue on to the last two Psalms of Shabbat, the Psalm 92 and Psalm 93. We talked a little bit briefly last week about how arriving at Psalm 92, the Psalm for Shabbat, for most people, that's the point after which they would no longer resist taking on Shabbat. Once you've ri- once you've said the psalm for Shabbat, once you've, you've said this um, this uh, psalm that signifies entering Shabbat, Mizmor Shir Shabbat, you've accepted that Shabbat is coming. The latest you could possibly do it is to wait until after that psalm in Psalm ninety three and take it on at Baruchu in Mari. Um, that's all if Shabbat itself hasn't just started to, to you. So that's how we got through Kabbalat Shabbat last week. Any questions on Kabbalat Shabbat itself before we move on? Just, I'm already unmuted. There you go. Um, just a real quick thing. You had mentioned that Anam B'Koach was not in some of the previous prayer, prayer books, but it is now. Was there something behind that or just they just liked it? They put it back in or oh. it's in some and it's not in others. It's considered an extraneous poem by some and it's considered part and parcel of Kabbalah Shabbat by other people. So it just depends on which seed door you have. Right. So it was not in the 1985 edition. I don't know why in 1999 okay. it got a revival. My guess is that it was revived in art scroll and therefore was later revived in the 1999 edition. That tends to be what happens that. Modern Orthodox communities pick something up again or for the first time in a Sidor, and then less, or slightly, let's say, more liberal movements will wind up taking on that liturgical practice as well. It just happens. Um, that's my best guess. Okay. Um, great. So, any other questions about Kabbalah Shabbat? So, we'll enter Mariv for, for 
Friday night, and we're going to pay close attention. Since we just did Mariv a few weeks ago on weekdays, we're going to pay very close attention to the differences between them. And we might even look at a few of them side by side if I can make that happen, okay? So if you have weekday Sidor handy too, you could actually have it out next to you so that you could look at Mariv as well. Right? If you had the Slim Shalom Sidor, you could pull it out and look at page 137 in it and see the evening service. I think it's page 200 in the older Sim Shalom in that two, uh, that 1985 edition. And uh, there actually is a Mariv as well in the back of the Lev Shalem. If you look on page, oh my gosh, it must be like 260 something. It's very far back there. Okay, so I'm going to screen share Mariv. So it's very typical that we will do some sort of a Devar Torah between Kabbalat Shabbat and Mariv. Just happens to be the slot where we stick it in there. And if we... Um, if we make reference to a rabbinic text in there, then we've unlocked the ability to say a Kaddish to Rabbanan, celebrating that we've done a rabbinic text. And that's why Kaddish to Rabbanan is found in between the two. Right? It's found right here on page 38 in Sidor Lev Shalem. And once that's done, we're in Mariv itself. In Lev Shalem, confusingly, there are two pages for the Baruch Hu. You see that? It's on page 39A. See that little A down there? And then there's 39B. What's the difference? I'll give you a hint. It has nothing to do with adding in the matriarchal names or the names of the Imahot. Nothing to do with that in this case. So what's the deal with the alternate? What is this tradition on page 39B? It's nothing familiar. It's nothing we do any other day of the week. It usually comes out of the Italian tradition, the Italian rite. And it is a different edition of the evening Amidah. Okay, of, of sorry, you know, the evening service for the first blessing, uh, which is going to refer to the orot, right? The first blessing is always about light, and here it's a slightly different tradition, and it is a lot closer to the weekday themes than to the Shabbat themes, and so they change this a little bit to reflect the weekday themes, but to also ensure that we understand that it's Shabbat. It's a slightly different tradition, leading though to the same Hatima, right, to the same final blessing. You look on 39a, Baruch Ata Adonai, Hama'ariv Aravim, and next page as well. So it doesn't change the Hatima, it just changes the content in the middle of the paragraph. Here, Asher Kilat Ma'asab Bayom HaShavii, which is a specific reference to the end of the week into Shabbat. And here we have which is just our everyday Mariv. So Baruch is done standing and responsively. And then once Baruch itself is completed, we go to the end of this paragraph. It's its own Nusach. It's a different Nusach than weekdays, different Nusach than even Kabbalat Shabbat uses. It's a different Nusach than any other day of the week. It's special to Friday evenings and Friday evenings only. Not even festival evenings have the same one. They have it their own. Right? So it's special to um, to Friday evenings. And then Baruch And then we have to skip that next page and go to page 40. And this is Ahavat Olam. Familiar? Same as weekdays, but different music. 
Liahavahatecha al tasir miminulio lamim. Baruchatado shemo hevamo yisrael. And then what's going to come next? Two blessings before the Shema. That's it. Baruchu. Blessing one about light. Blessing two about love. Shema. Always. Okay? Two blessings and then on to the Shema. The Shema, same or different than all other days of the week? Same. Always the same. The recitation of the Shema, all three paragraphs, going to be exactly the same. Okay? Then, when we finish here at Adoshem Elokechem Emet, we go to the Emuna Kozovikayamalinu. Always we have a paragraph about Emet the Emuna, truth and faith. Always we get through this long paragraph. And then navigating this is really tricky. There's a second, there's a 43B. So you have to skip over page 43B, the second one. Same thing according to this ancient rite and the Italian rite and the in the land of Israel, there's a special rite. We don't do this version, so we have to skip over this page, 43B and go to the top of 44. So do you see what I'm saying? That we always skip those two exceptional page turns in the Lev Shalem for Friday nights. And we prepare for Micha Mocha into the Friday evening language, the Malchut Uvanecha. In the morning, we have Micha Mocha by Limadonai, this little trifecta of, of lines, followed by Shira Harasha. In the evening, we get Malchut Uvanecha. Your children saw and recognized your kingship, your sovereignty. And we're still in this same Nusach for Friday evening. What happens special in the evening time? Two blessings before the Shema, the Shema, the one blessing after about redemption. And then the evening, what do we add? Hashkibenu. Exactly. So we're going to add Hashkivenu. And the end of Hashkivenu is going to be a little bit special on Friday evenings. A slightly extended blessing. The one who is the spreader out of the sukkah of peace, of the shelter of peace upon us and upon all their people, Israel, and upon Jerusalem. And then a biblical quote. Vishamru, all about creation. So we see a biblical quote here. Why does it say on festivals here? Why would I have a festival thing there on Shabbat? Denise, go for it. Is it in case a Friday night comes out on a holiday? That's really great. So that's a really good way of framing it. In case a Friday night comes out on a holiday. So what happens is this. The Ma'ariv service on a Chag, on a Yom Tov, on a festival... Not on Hanukkah. Okay, Hanukkah doesn't count as one of the three major festivals, but on Sukkot or Pesach or Shavuot. If the holiday itself, the actual day of Yom Tov, falls on a Friday night, okay, then we would be using this. We would also be using it, though. Denise, you're absolutely right. and It was a really good way of framing it. In addition to that case, this is the prayer book, and this is the exact spot we would be using even if one of the evenings of those three holidays fell on a weekday. This is the identical liturgy up until this point in the evening. I'll show you where it switches. But if it were Tuesday night, starting Pesach, right, starting the, the Seder starting on a Tuesday night, 
this is the Ma'ariv Amidah that we would pray as a group. Okay, sorry, not Amidah. This is the Ma'ariv service that we would pray as a group from Baruch Hu, the first two blessings, Shema, the next blessing, Hashki Venu, and now not Vishamru. If it's Friday night and it falls out on a festival like Denise framed it, we do both Vishamru followed by the festivals. We always do the thing that happens more frequently first. It's not just a random thing that they put the paragraph for Shabbat first and then festivals. We always do the Shabbat. We always do the thing that's done more frequently first. We have more. We have Shabbat more frequently than we have Chagim, than we have holidays. So you always do or say that thing liturgically first. That's why when you light candles, the blessing is Shel Shabbat V'Yom Tov, if it falls out on a Friday night. That's why that order. Does that make sense? Shel Shabbat V'Yom Tov. Same thing with Kiddush. Same thing with the insertions in the Amidah if it's also a festival and it's Shabbat. Okay? Does that make sense? The thing that happens more frequently, we, we say first. We even do that in greetings, ideally. So if a Friday night, just again, Denise, you framed that so perfectly. If a holiday falls out on a Friday night, then we would say Shabbat Shalom ve Chag um, Sameach, right? We would say it in that order, ideally, because we're saying the thing that comes more frequently. We're acknowledging and doing the thing that comes more frequently first, okay? Okay, so... The Shamru, for either of these, we, we stand, we're invited to stand, okay? If it's just Friday night, just the Shamru as a paragraph, we might sing it all together. If it's just a festival, then we would do the festival um, line here. It's a one-liner, okay? And then we go to the Chatzy Kaddish. And what does a Chatzy Kaddish tell us? When we see a Chatzy Kaddish, it means there's always a Chatzy Kaddish here in Mariv. Because we're about to go to... On Shabbat, we continue with the Amidah on the next page. On festivals, we continue with the Amidah on page 306. What do they mean by on festivals? On festivals that what? Are also on Shabbat or not on Shabbat? All of them. Because even if a festival falls out on Shabbat, there's no such thing. Follow my logic for a second. There's no such thing as a Shabbat Amidah that contains within it insertions for the festival. There is such a thing as a festival Amidah that contains within it insertions for Shabbat. So even if festival and Shabbat fall at the same time, we always pray the festival Amidah. It is the one aspect that I know of that is counter to the concept of Tadir V'She'eno Tadir that I just described, the idea that the thing that we do more frequently gets the precedence, right? It might seem odd and in conflict with that idea that I just described. So I'm saying it very specifically because it's not really an exception to that rule, but it seems like it's an exception to that rule if you think about it that way. We always pray on a festival evening, whether it's Shabbat or not, the festival Amidah. That's why it's worded festivals, like not festivals that don't fall on Shabbat. That's why it's worded this way. On all festivals, we go to the festival Amidah. And in that festival Amidah, there are red marked places that say, when it's also Shabbat, add this, right? Just the inverted thing doesn't exist. There are no insertions for festivals in the Shabbat Amidah. What are there insertions for? Because there are insertions. What are there insertions for? You mean in the Shabbat Amidah? 
in the Shabbat Amidah, there aren't insertions for festivals, but there are insertions for? Oh, for Hanukkah. So great. That's one great example. There are insertions for Hanukkah, Al Hanisim. Insertion for Purim, I guess, because Purim can fall out on there. So yes, Al Hanisim is also in there for Purim. There are insertions for Rosh Chodesh. So if it's Shabbat and Rosh Chodesh, we could do the Shabbat Amidah. We insert for Rosh Chodesh. There are also insertions for Chol HaMoed, meaning on Pesach, the first two days of the eight-day holiday are Yom Tov, and the last two days are Yom Tov, and all the days in between, the intermediate days, the Yemei Chol, okay, the Chol HaMoed, the intermediate days of the festival, there are insertions to make in the Amidah, and those exist. We'll see them in a minute in the Amidah, okay? So it's only when it's a festival, an actual Chag, that we go to the festival Amidah, even if it's Shabbat, and we recite with the Shabbat insertions. Everyone with me? And then another one I see here is uh, uh, Shabbat Shuvah. Right. Shabbat Shuvah also always has insertions in it. It's so funny. It has so many insertions. And it's only one day a year. So every page of our door is marked with on Shabbat Shuvah, we do this. Not every page, but many pages are marked with it. But it's only one Shabbat a year. So it gets a lot of attention for that one that one Shabbat, Steve. It's like it gets a lot of billing. Um, right? That's the Shabbat between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. Um, good. Let's take a look at the Amidah together. The structure of the Amidah, always, always, always going to start the same and end the same. It's not going to change. Same on Shabbat evening. And it always starts the same and ends the same. It begins with Avot and Imahot, Givurot, and Kedusha. It always begins with those three, including the Chatimot, the signature blessings up for each of those sections. And it's always going to end with Ritzay, right? That's always going to be the ending section of it is, is, is gratitude. Ritzay into Modim into the gratitude section. So here's the beginning, the beginning three blessings. There's Avodin and Imahot. There's a Givurot and there's Kedusha. How is the Kedusha going to be? Uh, it's a Mariv service. So what kind of a Kedusha are we going to get? Here's our Avot and Imahot. Ends here with the signature, Baruch HaTadushem Megin Avraham or this side. Good. Then we get our Givurot here. Atagibor. And then what? What kind of a Kedusha do we get? It's, it's kind of a very short one. It's, you know, Because yeah. it's individual, right? Mm-hmm. We're going into this whispered Amidah. There is no repetition. It's Mariv. So we only have this tiny individual one. That's it. Great. Hold that thought, though. Because Shabbat evening is the one time where we kind of, sort of, repeat the Amidah in the evening. Okay, so hold that thought. Next paragraph, we get a beautiful little um, saying about Shabbat and what happens on Shabbat. You sanctified the day, the seventh day, for the sake of your name, for your name. It was the wrapping up of the creation of the heavens and the earth. Mikol Hayamim, and he blessed it, making it stand out from all the other days of the week, from all the days. The Kidash To, Mikol Hazmanim, and you sanctified it from all other times. So these are just parallels with each other. Uverak To Mikol Hayamim, the Kidash To Mikol Hazmanim. 
V'chein, and thus, katuv b'Torah tacha. Was it written in your Torah? So what's coming next? And thus, was it written in your Torah? So that's followed by? Oh, it has to be a biblical quote. 100% Denise paying great attention. And on the right here, they actually give you the verses. I'll zoom in so you can see it. Uh, right here, Genesis chapter 2, verses 1 through 3. And we get Vayahulu Hashemaim. Okay? Right here. Um, great. Uh, we get this biblical quote about the day that Shabbat came to be at the end of creation. Hold the thought on this paragraph because it's going to come back to us in a minute. And then, after these two brief ataki dashta, and here's the quote about it, you sanctify the day to be different, you told us about it in the Torah, here's the quote from the Torah, then you get vayichulu, the quote, and then you get what? Elokeinu, velokea, votenu, ritzei. This is not that second ritzei. What ritzei is this? Ritzei vimnuchatenu, you desire in our rest, kadashenu b'mitzvotecha, Make us holy through your commandments. And give us our portion in your Torah. Satiate us with your goodness. And gladden us with your redemption. And purify our heart. For your service truly. And cause us to inherit God in love and in desire. Shabbat Kodshecha, your holy Sabbath, the Sabbath of your sanctity. And um, that they may rest in it, that is Israel. In the um, saint, the the sanctifiers of your name, the ones who make your name holy, as they translate it, the sanctifiers of your name, Baruch Hashem, Mikadesh Hashabbat. Okay, what is that paragraph doing? Has two jobs. Number one, it is acknowledging the Kedushat Hayom. We call that paragraph Kedushat Hayom, the sanctity of the day paragraph. We replace the bakashot, the request from the regular week, with this, with the, um, with this whole sanctity of the, of the day quote. The second thing, though, that it's doing is, it's making kiddush, right? We make kiddush over wine at our table, but here is where we are actually making kiddush. Remember that I said in the Amidon Saturday evening that we can make havdalah. Through davening, right? We actually say a havdalah as part of davening. Here, we're actually saying kiddush as a part of davening. Right? We talked briefly about this idea that those who say kiddush during their davening on Shabbat should go lower on the totem pole when it comes to who should say kiddush at the table. Because if you haven't said kiddush at all yet, then you should be the one to lead in kiddush, which is an interesting gender dynamic in many families because traditionally the man would have gone to services and the female partner would have not and Anyway, a really interesting idea that priority should be given to those who have not yet said Kiddush. And then after that, we get our second Ritzay of the evening. And this is the Ritzay that tells us that we're already ending the Amidah. And every word of the Amidah from here on out is the same as the structure that we studied for weekdays. 
exactly identical to the previous davening that we've done all the way to the end. And then something weird happens. We finish the Amidah with the blessing we always finish with, our private meditations, taking three steps back, bowing, bowing, bowing. And then this page. On Shabbat, we do a miniature repetition of the Amidah. What does me'ain mean? Either means a taste of, or it means in place of. Okay, me'ain. Me'ain, sheva. What's sheva? You want to chime in? It's a number. Seven. It's me'ain in place of the seven. In place of the seven what? Can I show you something? Count with me. Here's the beginning of the Amidah. One blessing. Two. Three. Ha'el HaKadosh. These are just biblical quotes. Four. Mekadesh HaShabbat. Five. Six. For HaToshim Chalchana Elehodot. Seven. Hamvarechet Mo Yisrael Bashalom. Those are the seven blessings of the Friday evening service. Make sense? Those are the seven blessings of the Friday evening host. Uh, uh, fr- Friday evening uh, Amida. So, Me'en Sheva means in place of the seven. What it is, is it's a symbolic repetition. So, Me'en Sheva, in the place of these seven, we're not really going to do for a full repetition. We're just going to do a nod to it. So, we repeat the biblical quote from inside of it, right? We did Vayichulu HaShemayim Veha'aretz V'chol Tzva'am. Same exact biblical quote, right, that we did earlier in the Amidah. And then we start with a miniature avot. Baruch atah Adoshem Elokeinu Velokei Avoteinu Elokei Avraham Elokei Yitzchak Velokei Yaakov Ha'el Hagadol Hagibor Anorael Elyon Konei Shamayim Va'aretz That's different. That's unique to the spot. Konei is one of the two biblical words for creation from the beginning of the Breshit story. Konei means creator of or creates. Shamayim are the heavens and Aretz is earth. You are the great one, the heroic one, the awesome one, God on high, creator of the heavens and the earth. And then we do this paragraph. Magena vot bidvaro, the guardian of our ancestors from their word, from his word. The one who will awaken the dead back to life in their word. I'm just saying something. Ha'el HaKadosh, the God, the Holy One. She'ein kamohu, that there's no one like them. Ha'meniach le'amobiyom Shabbat Kodesho, the one who causes their people to rest on the day of Shabbat, that is sacred. Ki vam ratsa lehaniach lahem. Because we... In in them, he wanted to provide rest for them. Right? Before, before him, we will offer worship or work in awe and in fear. And we agree to or we thank God's name every single day. Me'on habrachot the sweet guardian of blessings. El Hahoda, oh God of praises. Adona Shalom, God of uh, master of peace. Nikadesh, the sanctifier HaShabbat, Umvarech Shavi'i, and the one who 
causes blessing upon the seventh, and who causes to stand or rest in sanctity, to the people who are steeped in joyfulness, oneg, it's a remembrance of the creations of the creation process, of the makings of the creation process. It's a really, really beautiful paragraph about God, just praising God as the Magain Avot. So still using the same terms and the same references as the beginning of the Amidah normally would, Magain and Avot, two words that we see in the beginning of the Amidah normatively. And finally, we end with a repetition of the Elokeinu Ritzavim Nuchatenu, word for word. Word for word, the same as inside the Amidah, ending with It's yet another little Kiddush. We follow this by breaking with a Kaddish Shalem. We take a break with Kaddish Shalem. And we switch over to, before Aleinu, a little Kiddush in the synagogue. Why did we do a Kiddush in the synagogue? It originated as a custom that we did in the synagogue in the case that there were wayfarers for whom this was their Kiddush, who were staying by the synagogue. And this was going to be the Kiddush that was made for them, and then they would have a meal afterward. And this became their Kiddush. If everybody who's at services is going to join later in a synagogue Kiddush, we technically don't have to do it. But we always assume there's at least one person who hasn't, who's not going to go to a meal and so we do it, just in case they can hear this full kiddush over a cup of wine. Kiddush al And We go to Alenu. We're back to the regular Mariv structure. Alenu, followed by Mourner's Kaddish, followed by an extra psalm during the month of Elul. Don't worry about it. We just do that during the month of Elul. We do an extra psalm, Psalm 27. Followed by, skip these extra poems everywhere until we get to Yigdal on 62. And that's what we end with on Friday night. We end with this um, poem that summarizes Rambam's 13 principles of faith, 13 articles of faith. And that is a difference from ending with just the poem, Adon Olam. What questions do we have? Is there questions on Mariv? So the, the Yigdal, um, is it fairly common to, to hear that? Because I don't, I mean, I've heard it rarely. I mean, it is. Yeah, most Friday night services finishes, finish with Yigdal instead of Adon Olam. There might be some synagogue communities where the tradition is always to finish with Adon Olam. Uh, okay. It's in here. It's offered as an option. Yeah. But, but usually it's, it's Yigdal and not Adon Olam. On Friday evenings, yes. Yeah. yeah, and there are lots of different melodies for Yigdal. Two or three really popular ones. If not, I think we're going to keep this pretty short, also because we're missing a lot of people, and I want to make sure that if... Uh, I don't want people to miss out on on more content, and I'm glad um, I'm glad to have gotten through a full unit tonight, like a full unit of Mariv. Uh, it goes quickly. Mariv moves really quickly. Any questions about comparing it to weekdays? Well, thanks for your attention to this. We're gonna go on a little break. We're going on a little vacation starting next week for a while um, from this class because next Tuesday night we'll be candle lighting just about this time. We want to open up to your participating in the programming that Bethlehem has and also um, generally being with family and candlelighting and all that, whether in person or on Zoom. And then uh, there's just a bit of a break for a few weeks before we come back to this. So I think we'll probably come back to it in the second week in January. 
uh, and then we will return to some Saturday morning things. But this has been a great series. I'm happy to continue it. I'm happy to go in depth on other stuff. I'm happy to take requests on which to feel you'd like me to dive into next. Um, very exciting. Glad to, to have this crew tonight. You have been listening to another in our series of podcasts from Temple Beth Am, a dynamic center for conservative Judaism in Los Angeles. If you enjoy these podcasts, we invite you to write a review on the Apple Podcast site or wherever you get your podcasts. For more information about Temple Beth Am Los Angeles, go to tbala.org.